Paul, you'll be happy to know that I actually finished a book that I cited in an earlier episode of The Modern White Man, where we discuss how to be a modern white man who is anti-racist, anti-sexist, and understands his role in creating equity. So it was in episode 19 on dominant culture when I cited the book Cast, The Origins of Our Discontents by Isabel Wilkerson. If you remember, I made an exception to quote from the book, even though I wasn't totally finished with it, which I never typically do. And we joked that, like, hopefully the book doesn't take a turn for the worse. And at the end, Wilkerson's like, and and in summary, actually, no, (laughs) you know, we debunked all that we thought. Good news, everyone. It didn't. It's so good. In fact, it's one of my favorite books in the realm of racism, anti-racism, equity. So I thought I'd check in with y'all to say, firstly, I finished it and it's phenomenal. And secondly, share a big takeaway from the book that I thought would be a good mini-sode. And I know I'll revisit a lot of the themes from this book as we continue our journey. This one is just like a big overarching one that stuck out to me. So as I mentioned in episode 19, the book examines America's hierarchies of value and worth as a caste system. And you and I have talked about hierarchies a lot, and it's so impactful. And the framework of a caste system is really what Wilkerson does. And it's just, man, it provided a lot of clarity for me. And what's really helpful that she does is in addition to the United States, it also looks at India's caste system and Nazi Germany's caste system and how all three employ the same pillars to uphold the system. So it really shows it as a system of hierarchy that could be transferable. What makes America's caste system unique is that the signal of rank within that system is race, right? So the divisions of humans on the basis of their appearance. So that's what it is in America. It's the visible decoy for a caste system that demands a means of human division. Okay, so the takeaway that I want to share here with y'all is how a caste system compares to racism and how differentiating between the two is helpful for me, at least, when thinking about inequities. All right, so here we go. One of the main things that modern racism does really well, I'm not going to quote-unquote the next few paragraphs, just know most all of this comes from Isabel Wilkerson. So one of the things that modern racism does really well is that it's easily deniable, right? We've talked a lot about that. It cloaks the invisible structure that created and maintains hierarchy and inequality. And Wilkerson says modern racism here because it shapeshifts to meet the times, right? So like, for example, the era of formal state-sponsored racism in the Jim Crow South It no longer exists explicitly, right? But racism continues to manifest itself in more covert ways. And so because of that, people can say racism doesn't exist anymore, right? Those laws are way out of here. Meritocracy is the name of the game. I just remembered the other day I saw an article about how the Minnesota, and correct me if I'm wrong, Minnesota legislature just passed a law making it illegal to discriminate based on person's hair. Yes, so I saw that I was like, this is a perfect example of how the Jim Crow South still exists. Like yeah. we still need to, 58 years later, we still need to pass law making racial discrimination illegal. Yes. In right. 2022. Now, 2022. Now, of course, everyone can say, well, it's just about hair in general, but we all know. Oh, yeah. It's about traditional black hair. It shows how, it, yes, it does shape shift, and yet there is still specific laws that need to be passed to explicitly say 
racial discrimination is illegal. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what that makes? I saw one of the funniest things. I think it was on LinkedIn, I think, where it has a side-by-side. And it was like, this is not seen as professional. And it was a black man. And he had, you know, some like uh, fade up cut, you know, really nice looking haircut, but it was like different than the traditional comb over like blonde hair that you see I have today. Right. And then next to it was a picture of Boris Johnson, you know, uh, England's prime minister. And it's like, but this is professional. (laughs) The dude, every time you see him, looks like he crawled out of bed four seconds ago. And so it's, I was like, oh my gosh, it's such a good example. Or like, how, like the, the prime minister of the United Kingdom if a black person or brown person looked like they rolled out of bed every woman, day and and woman right. like if a woman didn't make her hair look perfect before yep. every camera shoot that's so true yeah. like only a white man can look like such a mess and be the yeah. prime minister of england all right so cast oh yeah that's right we're talking about cast <laughs> on the other hand <laughs> compared to racism does not allow us to ignore structure Okay, caste is structure. Caste is ranking. Caste is the boundaries that reinforce the fixed assignments based upon what people look like. So casteism, which is a word, is the investment in keeping the hierarchy as it is in order to maintain your own ranking, advantage, privilege, or to elevate yourself above others or keep others beneath you. For those in the marginalized castes, casteism can mean seeking to keep those on your disfavored rung, so those beneath you from gaining on you, and to curry the favor and remain in the good graces of the dominant caste, all of which serve to keep this structure intact. So the frame, that framework shows how anyone on any level of the hierarchy can maintain the structure which is harder to grasp when framing it up as racism. Again, racism is very deniable, but casteism isn't. For this reason, many people, including those we might see as good and kind, right? Because we always think good and bad with racists and racism, could be casteist, meaning invested in keeping the hierarchy as it is or content to do nothing to change it, but not racist in the classical sense. And again, we've talked a lot about like anybody can and will be racist, but in the classical sense, not openly hateful to this or that group. Actual racists, actual haters in the traditional sense, would by definition also be casteist, as their hatred demands that those they perceive as beneath them know that and keep their place in the hierarchy. All right, Paul, get this uh, quote. I'm going to quote this. I'm so excited. Quote, what race and racism do extraordinarily well is to confuse and distract from the underlying structural and more powerful Sith Lord of caste, end quote. So why that's my new favorite quote ever is because it's Sith Lord and I'm a yeah. Star Wars yeah. guy. I was like, okay, this was from Cast. Yeah, wow. Isabel Wilkerson said, it "I like it." Confuses and distracts from the underlying structural and more powerful Sith Lord of Cast, right? Hmm. And, and and so this is really helpful for me to look at it this way, especially for those who really struggle to grasp how racism is prevalent in everyday life. So you can think about this whole caste hierarchy and system. And you and I have talked about like all the different levels. This kind of aligns with our dominant culture episode, right? Our caste system in the United States, white men at the top. And then this is not scientific here. I'm just giving an example. So I don't know if this is actually right. White men at the top and then, and then maybe, or cisgender, heterosexual white men at the top. And then maybe gender fluid white men underneath or something. And then mm. white women underneath that. And then maybe you have uh, Latino, Latina, 
and then black white, white passing folks, black right? yeah, yeah black men uh black women like so mm-hmm. you have this hierarchy mm-hmm. right when you think about it in that caste system hierarchy it's helpful for me to see how like yeah different rungs can perpetuate to curry the favor of the higher ones to keep the structure intact how difficult it is for people lower to really break down those norms it's just it's more undeniable than racism Mm -hmm. where you can say like racism doesn't exist anymore the meritocracy thing is just kind of thrown out of the way so Mm -hmm. that was just a big takeaway for me overall in general from the book to think of it that way well it, it makes me think too how it creates that oppression olympics I don't know if we've talked about that term before, but just this idea of comparing each other's oppression and who has more oppression and who who needs more attention due to their their level of oppression. And so when you look at that hierarchy, right, everybody below the very top have been oppressed in some way, shape, or form. And so so you start to create this competition from one level to the one below to say like, hey. You know, I'm visualizing the one hierarchy yelling down to the one below them. Hey, I know you've been oppressed, but I've been oppressed too. So I got to, I got to, sorry, I, I got to focus on me. Yep. Right. And so it, it doesn't move. It doesn't change because everyone is looking out for number one because they've been oppressed. And then of course that's valid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how, you know, for example, the feminist movement has been predominantly and primarily almost fully about white women's rights and needs so it's a perfect example black women and and lgbtq plus women saying hey what about us can we be a part of the feminist movement and and white women saying and and i'm you know again this is not scientific but in in a sense saying hey i know i know you need help too but we're oppressed like yeah well they might not even say we know you need help too i think that like you see this last place version that you brought up from yeah. meritocracy was that the book uh, mediocre Me- is that mediocre. where that came from yeah, mediocre, mediocre yeah. the last place yep. of version we talked yep. about which i think is really insightful too here that's i think explains a lot about this system this yeah. hierarchy where you'll see people who are supporting maybe policies or ideas that really are not benefiting themselves, but mm-hmm. it's really not benefiting mm-hmm. the people below them mm-hmm. so that they can't move up and they yeah. remain their status or try to move up. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. And then you got white cisgender heterosexual men at the top just like sitting back and yeah. sipping bourbon and being like, look at all these people fighting amongst themselves, yeah. right? And, you know, I almost hate to bring up the feminist movement because then it shifts the like, all the, oh, the white women there are the are the problem, and and they've done all this horrible thing, you know, right. with the feminist movement. But like, hey, it's white cisgender men who even created that problem in the first place, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So like, where's all the vitriol, whatever you want to call <laughs> yeah. it, towards white? Like, and that's the thing. Like, white men get we get off the hook so much yeah. when in fact we are the ones who created these systems in the first place. Yeah. So I don't know if I have a <laughs> what's what's the what's the lesson there per se but yeah i like uh, you know back to the example you gave around like are against solutions or policies that actually benefit ourselves you know it makes me think of the the book the sum of us and you know this idea of draining community pools like white communities would drain community pools and shut them down because black people were starting to go to them so here we got that was in cast uh, cast as well yeah so here we got it's actually a pillar of cast the caste system purity so yeah and so the purity is something that transcends every caste system Mm. india united states and they gave that she gave that example of pools where a black person like black skin could not touch water that white people Hmm. would swim and she gave this example of in the south there was 
a baseball team, a mini league team, and there was like one black player on the team, and they won the championship, hmm. and they went to a pool to celebrate, and they wouldn't let the the black boy in because hmm. it was white only, and the coaches were like he's on our team let him in so first they were like passing drinks to him sitting on the fence outside oh my gosh and then finally the coaches finally talked the pool people to let him in they like blew a whistle every white person got out of the pool they got a raft for this black kid put him on the raft and somebody took him around on a lap and said you do not touch this this water Wow. And they said like this kid was so traumatized he was never the same again. So that like, like that mm-hmm. purity mm-hmm. is a pillar of caste yeah. and water, the purity and sanctity of water was mm. a, an example from the book that really stuck out to me. Wow. Wow. I've not heard that before. Yeah, it's, I can't recommend cast enough because this structure, I don't know how well in this Minnesota, I, I kind of explained how helpful it is to think about this structure instead of racism, which is more easily denied. Because the examples like that, like it is a hard book to read. Mm. I like finished two other books while I read it, because I'd read it and be like, "Whoo, this mm-hmm. I need like a you know, I'm I'm taking in my emotions. This is good yeah. because it's making me very uncomfortable. But it's like yeah. stuff where I try to be up on history and it's just examples from history that I've never even heard of. I'm like, oh my mm. goodness, it's just. But what again about this book that's really good is it transcends its humanity. This, this system transcends to India, to hmm. Nazi Germany, like this hierarchy of a caste system. It's not unique to the United States. It's just that race is hmm. what makes our system unique because that's our signal. It really is helpful to look at. And I remember you saying racism is the skin and caste is the skeleton. I really like. Yeah, so I just wanted to share that. Think about that structure if that's helpful for y'all as it is helpful for me as we think about you know a more tangible way i i honestly think about cast the cast system in my everyday life quite a bit now and i'm like starting to recognize it so a recommend the book and then b think about that structure thanks everybody check out our website themodernwhiteman.com sign up for our newsletter and until next time um until keep next learning time, let's stay keep humble. learning stay humble and do the work. work. <laughs>